Hi, Diamonds. Welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role in your life, career, and relationships. Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started. So Diamonds, we are just continuing this conversation. I want to know more, Tracy and Peter, around what the doctor said and what that recovery period looked like. And so Diamonds, if you're listening, you got to check out this these episodes. And we're talking to my friends here in Cleveland, Ohio. And it's nine years ago, my friend Tracy Graves um, died. And suddenly, unexpectedly, without warning, without content of why and what happened. But before we get into like what the doctor said, let's go back to your childhood. Let's go back to your experiences there because that plays into what people thought might be the case, right? (laughs) So tell them a little bit about what happened to you that was a revelation of maybe potential heart problems back then. So when I turned 18, that's where all of this really began, I believe. I was a wild girl. <laughs> Not wild, was she? I was a wild girl. I, just, I used to do the smoking and the drinking and all of that good stuff. But um, Did you hear what she said, y'all? She said, all that good stuff. <laughs> so when I was 18, I had a, one of my friends that came home from college. Mm-hmm. And we decided to play this game that she brought from college. Mm where we just drinking, just drinking and crazy. Oh, anyway. so you were taking shots? Yeah. <laughs> In the days later, And I am not a shots. drinker. I don't even like the way it tastes. But after then, I started having chest pain. I think like maybe the next day. Really? I drove myself to the doctor and they told me that I had a mild heart attack then. What? Yeah. And how old were you? 18. Mm -hmm. Two, maybe two, three months after that, prom weekend, I was wilding out. (laughs) At Cedar Point, (laughs) at Cedar Point, I got sick. I started getting sick on the stomach. Mm. I just was out. I had to leave the the park early and, and get back home. They took me to emergency and I think Cedar Point knew what was happening then. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. said she need to she need, she to, need get to get out, out of here. here. Yeah. yeah, ended up being a, a major heart attack. Really? And yes. how? And you were still eighteen? Two weeks eighteen? Ago. Yeah, it was about two or three months after then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So since then, till twenty thirteen, I hadn't had really any issues. I just was defiant mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. with the doctors. I was not cooperative. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to do the holistic thing, mm-hmm. thinking that medicine. I just didn't want to do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just all of that. Praise God. He kept me yeah. all of that time, yeah. you know, yeah. from 1985 yeah. all, all the way, way to 2013. Yeah. So that's what led up to the 2013. Wow. Incident. Y'all listen, up, listen, up, listen. Up. So Tracy was a wild child. So, you know, like any other young teenager, right? You having fun, you yeah. experiencing life, but who knew that just experimenting in things revealed a heart 
condition that gave your mother pause, gave your whole family pause. Now, I remember, and I'm going to tell it, I'm going to tell it. Now, I came in on the scene when I was 18 years old. Now, Tracy, you're a couple of years older than me. And so mm-hmm. she's still wilding out, right? She's still wilding. This is church girl wild out. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one night in particular, you and another person, we won't call her name out, you and her, y'all went out partying like crazy. You had your little red Camaro Corvette, whatever it was, T-topping it down or either convert whatever it was, picture it, y'all. Two teenagers, two young 20-year-olds running the street. She comes home. Treasy comes home in the middle of the night. She was drunk as a skunk. I mean, couldn't climb the steps. And I'm sitting here looking at her like, ooh, you gonna get it? Your mama gonna get you? And the next morning, you was so drunk. Your mother comes in there and you're like, I'm too sick. I can't go to church. It's Sunday. I'm too sick. I can't go to church. And come to find out, I'm looking at Tracy like, really? You're going to sit here and play at your heart? You're going to sit here and play at your heart? And you sit up here and got drunk that night before? I say all of that because on one hand, she's a young adult. She's a teenager. And I wasn't around when you had the heart attacks, but it was part of the narrative, the experience you had before I showed up. And how you lived your life and you enjoyed your life to the fullest and you had every bit of fun that you could have. And then at some point in time, you really gave your life to the Lord and you really started living out soul Christ for life and met Peter. And I was there for y'all meeting and you just living life and having kids and no problem at all. And then until 2013. So what happened? What did they say? Because they said it wasn't a heart attack. Right. And they even told me that there weren't even blockages. I didn't even have any blockages at that point. What they called it was sudden cardiac death. And they believed later on I had tests and they believed that it was myoproliferative in which my blood just naturally just thickens. It's just was sticky. My blood is just naturally sticky, they said, from the mirror and all of that pump stuff. But, really? Yeah. So I found out that even natural things get, even after they told me about my blood being sticky and all of that, I found out that there are some natural things that can actually thin blood and all Mm -hmm, of that. mm -hmm. So as of today, in 2013, after the incident, Mm -hmm. my heart was functioning at 5% and what they call 5% injection fraction. Tell me more about that, because I don't even have a clue what that is. Okay, so (laughs) I guess after your heart goes through trauma, heart attacks, and all that stuff, it kind of functions low. And what they try and do is give you medicine to build it up, Mm -hmm. to make it stronger and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine was only functioning at 5%, which means that it was functioning as maybe a 65, 70, 80-year-old person. What? So when the doctor said it's up to her to wake up, Did they understand this when you were induced into that coma, when you were put into that coma? Did they understand the percentage of your heart's functionality? Like, did they know this? I don't know at that exact time, but I'm sure after I woke up, after I came to, because they doing all types of tests and all of that. Yeah. As of today, though, a matter of fact, a few months ago, Mm -hmm. they redid the test and Mm -hmm. the echoes and all of that. And they found out that my heart is now functioning at 50%. At 50%? (gasps) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Which I believe they said 55 55. is normal. But from a 5 to 55. 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I praise God for that. Yes. Thank Um, you, Jesus. I'm able to 
exercise and work out and do all of those things Amen. now. Amen. Um, yeah, it's been a journey. <laughs> I bet you it has, because that's one of my questions. So yeah. recapping, it was a cardiac sudden death. This was not a heart attack. Not a heart attack. There was no blockage. What is a cardiac sudden death? What the heck is that? It's just what it is. Just people just drop for no no apparent reason. And it happens a lot. Mm. I believe they say it happens a lot to like athletes. All of a sudden they can just drop for no sudden reason. I mean, just no reason for it. How does someone know? Like, where does the signs come from? Where are some things that you found out that are precursors to a cardiac sudden death that we as listeners can be mindful of? I mean, what if anything at all? I don't think there are any telltale signs because Patrice, being an active person who always worked out. That's right. And speaking with the cardiologist, he asked her, what do you think happened? Well, last week I didn't work out at all. And he said, so you think your exercise has something to do with you die? Mm. She said, yeah. He said, no, that's not it. He said, remember, this was not a heart attack. He said, you died. Your heart just, just stopped. stopped. He said, there are, quote unquote, healthy people walking down the street and just fall. He says, we don't know why the heart just stops. And he said to her, you are one of 5% to live and tell this story, to come Man, back from, from the sudden cardiac death. arrest sudden cardiac death. 5%? 5%. He said, you are one of 5% to be able to tell this story. I want to back up because there was one physician. We are people of faith and we believe God, even when the first physician told us that she would never be the same. After the seven days, they brought Tracy out of the coma. They brought her out of the coma and 24 hours later, she woke up. She was out asking for ginger ale. <laughs> they did not want her to have ginger ale. <laughs> you got to drink water. <laughs> no, she kept saying, I want some ginger ale. No, she was like, I want some ginger ale. <laughs> remember that sound. I was like, and why I'm are not you doing that? Pop drinker. <laughs> she wanted ginger ale. But the first seven days were so instrumental. Yeah, let's talk about walk. that. And this was an amazing sight to see that one floor was taken over by believers in God. It was 24-7, people praying, interceding, bringing us food to eat. We didn't have to leave mm -hmm. for anything except for go home and shower. Now, my oldest brother, he never left Yeah, Freddie never left. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Once he got there. Yeah, he never left. And he said, I'm not leaving until yeah. she walk out yeah. of here. And that. that is what happened. He did not leave yeah. her side. No, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> but there was one doctor in particular who just said, you know, this faith thing, look, this is a sick woman. People on this floor die. Mm -hmm. You know, these are words, these are words you, that are you, you're not expecting to hear. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You got to go. Do your thing, but you have to, to go because yeah. that ain't what we believe in. That's not the report that we are believing. And when Tracy woke up a week later after they released her, I said, we have to go down to the floor she was on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
so this doctor can see her walk out. Yeah. <laughs> and I rode her down and the nurses were with us and I had my camera out. And when this doctor saw Tracy, the expression on her face was like she just saw a ghost, a physical ghost. And it was like, oh my, my God. God, you're leaving? This cannot be the girl yeah, I remember you in that room. That. Yeah, yeah. The expression on his doctor's face. And that just says something that God is God and we don't have to make him do anything. He yeah. is God all by mm -hmm. himself. Yeah. And then to see the miracle walk out. And it was just a testimony of us being there because while we were there praying with Tracy, there were other families I remember you on that, that same yeah. floor that yeah. we were able to minister to. Yeah. We were able to pray with them through their situation and circumstance. And there was one family member that did not make it, but they were so thankful that we were there to encourage them through yeah. that moment. Yeah. There was an aura out there. There was a strong presence, right? There was a presence. There was a presence. So that whole entire seven days, I can't even imagine what it was like before I showed up because when I showed up, you were awake. And when I walked up there, I swear y'all had put a chain and a lock on every door and said, you cannot come past here. Thou shalt not pass unless you were authorized to come up here because it was that serious. You really protected the atmosphere of just ensuring that the people that were connected to Tracy in that space could speak life. Yeah. And you had to battle what was already there, right, Pete? And that yes. was the nurses and the doctors. But yeah. to take that walk was powerful because I think the walk came after I left because yeah. you had just woke up. But the walk came after. And when I heard about that and see that even now, like we see it now where people are taking that last walk on their deathbed, basically, they've already passed away and they're transitioning them out or it's that last walk for the family to say goodbye. But you were taking a walk of life so tell us about that. Like, what were some of the things that people were saying? Like some of the nurses, I know the one doctor, right? was like in awe, like what the heck? But tell us more about that experience and what was shared with you guys. I know for myself, obviously, Tracy wasn't aware of some of the things that the doctor, maybe one or two doctors who, mm -hmm. who had spoken. But outside of that, I believe she was in great care, mm -hmm. great care. But it was just that one opposition that we had. And all you need is just, a just little a ounce of doubt. You know, the scripture talks about a little leaven, leavens the whole lump. Mm -hmm. All we needed was just a little doubt, but God wouldn't allow it. Tracy had one cousin, Cheryl. I would be in her room and I would wake up at a particular time. For whatever reason, I just woke up and every morning her cousin Cheryl was sitting at her bedside reading her scriptures mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for really? about an hour. Oh, wow. And I would wake up and she said, I'm here, baby. You can go back to sleep. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I went right back to sleep. But to wake up and see that every morning, yeah. someone was there praying yeah. or reading scripture over her. Because we know Tracy as yeah. a worship leader, yes, yes. as a praiser, as a worshiper, one who played skillfully on the keyboards. So... You know, yeah. to see that being poured back into her, 
yeah. was amazing. Yes, that's amazing. 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 Oh my gosh. And so I think at the end of the day, for our listeners that are following this and enjoying this episode, I'm always looking for like the underbelly, the undercurrent of where success comes from, right? Because we really want to inspire people to live more connected to their power, their purpose, and their plan. And even in the midst of death, even in the midst of life and death, there is elements that were used that created an environment for power, right? To come forth for purpose to be heard and for a plan to be carried out. And it sounds like to me that you surrounded yourself in that environment with people that could absolutely speak life. Absolutely. Absolutely speak life. And one or two doubters was coming in with their naysay, (laughs) but the power of life was spoken over them. And diamonds, that is a powerful word to just know that no, this may be not be a life or death situation for you, but your connection to things that are important to you that you really want to see happen in your life. Surrounding yourself with people who can speak life over you is the first foundation Mm -hmm. to creating success. And secondly, I think you came with an abundance of power yourself. You came understanding that there was this connection to a purpose. Purpose was life to come forth, not death. And I think that our listeners need to understand or at least need to see that when you yourself can show up to a place in an environment, when you know that there is something great to be had, but also at the end, there is something detrimental to be experienced. It doesn't end there. It doesn't have to end there. And so Diamonds, if you're listening, you're listening to an amazing story that has so much wisdom intertwined into what's happening and unfolding, but nothing was ever guaranteed at the end of it. The only thing that you had was in this moment to profess your faith and to believe without a shadow of a doubt and to create an environment that was conducive for an outcome that was in your favor. And that's what we get the opportunity to do. And everything unfolds as it unfolds. As you saw, you said there was one person that did lose a family member, but they were surrounded by people who could encourage them. So listeners, keep tracking with this because I truly believe that this is a third episode that's coming up because I want to know when you left or before you left, there was something that happened before you left because there was a decision that you had to make on the trajectory of your health and how you were going to move forward with this situation. And you had to make a decision and that decision didn't come lightly. And so stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it. Share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it. But also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamonds, you have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it. And it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power purpose plan today. Until next time, take care.